Welcome back to Let's Talk Employment Law. This is an employment podcast that is brought to you by the Lane Neve Employment Team. My name is Elise Wilson and today I am joined by Senior Associate Hannah Martin. We also wish to note that this podcast is simply general in nature and we do recommend that you seek legal advice uh, and do not solely rely on this information as it is simply summary form. Hannah, what are we going to be discussing today? Today's episode looks at the legal requirements of employees or and employers while an employee is on parental leave. Um, one such aspect which is important to be aware of are keeping in touch days, which are actually calculated in hours, but, but we'll get to that. Um, so keeping in touch days are prescribed for in the Act and they allow some employees to carry out some work um, while, someone, while they're on primary care leave. So obviously an employer has to agree to an employee carrying out work during this time um, and they need to be aware that it's a maximum of 64 hours of work and it can't be completed within the first 28 days after the birth or arrival of the child. So if someone goes works more than 64 hours in that initial 26 week period, they then lose their entitlement to the government funded parental leave payments. So that's really important. And obviously any work that's carried out by an employee during that 26 week primary care leave period is to be paid work by the employer. Thanks Hannah. And there are certain types of work which uh, can be carried out while on these keeping in touch days. So um, some types of work that could be uh, carried out include things like attending trainings, um, refreshing their skills, meeting new staff, or engaging in uh, decisions that are going to affect their employment. And so employers are expected to keep an employee's job open while they are on their parental leave. But there are a couple of exceptions to this in the Act, one being when there's a redundancy situation. Thanks Elise. Um, there is a lot of workplace change going on at the moment as a result, a result of COVID-19. And while uh, an employee on parental leave is not protected from being subject to a restructure process, there are some special um, or legal protections for these employees. So while all employees um, whose roles are subject to a restructure need to be consulted with, employers um, must take special care to look after, uh, sorry, to um, fully consult with employees who are on parental leave because they're, they're disconnected from the workplace. Um, the Act, the Parental Leave and Employment Protection Act, provides that employers can't terminate uh, an employee for reason of, of their role becoming redundant unless um, the reason for the redundancy arose after the parental leave period commenced and there's no prospect of redeploying that employee to a substantially similar and vacant role and that is obviously something that applies generally um, to all employees anyway. So basically, the important point to remember here is to um, take extra care to consult with employees on parental leave and to identify um, a change in circumstances that has occurred after they've gone on parental leave if you're looking to um, make their role redundant. Mm. Thanks for that, Hannah. And so an uh, example would be maybe if uh, an employee has gone on parental leave and uh, the employer has delegated their roles to another um, employer, employee. And as a result, they realise that uh, the employee who's on parental leave doesn't actually 
possibly need their role in the business. And so they decide to initiate a restructure process. So this would actually be in breach of the requirements of the Act because the reason for the restructure is because the employee went on parental leave. It's not something that has happened post their leave. So we recommend again making sure that you do seek advice uh, before making any decisions that will affect your ability to keep an employee's job open while they are on their parental leave. Yeah, that, that example um, shows that there's an important distinction there. Uh, employers obviously um, also need to consider what cover they're going to provide um, for their employees taking parental leave, if they're going to get cover at all. Um, a common way to find cover is using fixed term employment agreements, which can be particularly tricky in themselves. So again, please seek advice if you, if you plan to use one of those. Um, uh, on a practical level, there are some things that employers can do as well to make sure that an employee on parental leave uh, is supported or um, feels like they're still part of the workforce. Um, so for example, just continuing to invite them to um, social functions or even training functions, um, team-based, workplace-wide. Um, and for me, I've, I've found that really um, really, really good, really rewarding. I um, very much like my work and my team and being involved in something um, is always gives me something to look forward to, especially initiatives like this. So, um, but that's me and some employees are different. Um, some want to go on parental leave and, and not hear a thing. So it can be a bit of a delicate balance for employers. Make sure you're not um, putting too much pressure on your employees to stay involved, but again, um, making them know that you're there and available if, if they want to remain um, in contact during that time. Thanks for that, Hannah, and thank you so much for joining us in this episode. We hope you found it useful getting an overview of your legal obligations while employees are on leave, and also uh, some practical uh, tips that um, you can implement to make sure that your employees who are on leave feel well connected uh, to, to the workplace. And so for the next episode, we will be uh, finalising this discussion around parental leave by having a look at your legal obligations when employees do return back to work from their parental leave.